Snickle, here, Snickle. Yes, mumps, measles, and all other diseases. Only four of coins. Emperor Helena, the animal control boy should be done shortly, so we can finally flush the damn toilets around here. Oh, calm down, Flavius. Yes, ma'am. All I'm saying is, love works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Unless you're like my clients and you pay me to pop it with an arrow. This is Hecatontris, also known as the man manned by many men. But if you're not into tongue twisters, you can call him Hector. Aside from the passing of modest donuts, and those hunchbacks humiliating you, this journey has been a real pleasure. You're a good travel mate and a fine apprentice. All right, here we go. So we have the first official episode of Dreamers of the Day podcast. And uh, we have some people in the space that I personally feel are doing fantastic things, driving story forward, driving interaction with community forward. And I think the NFT space, Web3 space needs more of that and uh, needs to deliver a lot more of this kind of uh, content that you can tell there's a lot of heart uh, in. So we're going to have you guys introduce yourselves one at a time uh, and uh, let the audience know uh, your name and just how long you've been in the space. Sure, I guess I'll start first. Uh, I'm Joe Powell. I'm the co-creator of Roads to Rome and co-founder of Unethical Cupid's NFT. Um, yeah, and I'm a comedy writer and voice actor. Um, been actually started in stand-up comedy. Uh, about seven years ago, and Reiko and I are old friends, and he's also a stand-up comedian. We made the transition into script writing, um, which eventually, through Roads to Rome, uh, led us to the NFT space about, oh my God, well, we first started looking into it almost this time last year, um, but we really didn't get our project going until about October. So that's my little intro, but uh, Reiko, you want to hop in and introduce yourself? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm Reiko Noonblok. Um, also, obviously, the co-creator and co-founder of uh, both Roads to Rome and Unethical Cupids. And um, like Joe said, um, I'm a stand-up by trade. Uh, I performed in New York City for about uh, five years. Um, and I also used to write for a couple paid websites. Uh, or I was a paid writer for a couple comedy websites. Um, and yeah, I'm a crypto native. I got in uh, early 2017, but I had just never really made the look into NFTs. And uh, I just don't know really why that is in retrospect. Obviously, that was not my best move. But um, but yeah, this time last year, um, the NFT space came kind of onto our radar. Um, and to that point, we had been self-funded. So Roads to Rome is an animated adult comedy series um, that we started in late 2017. Um, and we self-funded uh, three episodes. Um, we have the pilot out now. Uh, the second episode dropped um, February 23rd, uh, and our third episode is coming out in May. Um, but we were essentially trying to figure out what we were going to do in terms of, um, you know, in terms of funding for capital. Like, are we going to continue to pitch Hollywood, or what? Like, kind of like, what was our plan moving forward? Because we're, you know, we're a web series currently, um, and then the Web three space kind of just manifested almost out of nowhere. Um, like when BAYC really started to pop and everything else started to kind of follow suit and the dominoes started to fall. So we did our due diligence for a couple months um, while we finished production on episode two and episode three. Um, and then we just decided like, let's open up the show. 
to the Web3 space. Let's pivot, become a, like a 100% Web3 animation studio, Web3 animated comedy series, and open up Roads to Rome to a community of people who want to help us create it and voice characters and pitch premises and just really be involved in kind of de determining the fate of the animated series. Um, and so that's where we began um, like our web three journey. And obviously the project since then has evolved and we can get into all that, but um, that's kind of how we got into it. Awesome. That's so cool to hear that, you know, you guys are comedy writers and then you do stand up. So that explains a lot of the humor and why it's so on point. You have some real world experience with that. That's really awesome. Actually. Very, very cool. Um, Thank you. The, one of the things that caught me, I'll say this real quick before I ask the next question was that, uh, the first episode I saw uh, a harpy flying in and I was like, oh, geez, where's this going to go? And then she lands on the roof <laughs> and was like, oh, my children, you're going to inherit the world. And then boom, arrow to the head. I was cracking up. So funny. <laughs> like it couldn't have been better time. That couldn't have been a better way to start that episode for me. That was like the hook that got me in. And it was great. Um, yeah, set the tone, right? Yeah, it's the humor in there is so good. I, I can't stress that enough. Um, so what was how did you come about your idea uh, for the show? Like, what was the discussion? What was the creative process between you guys like? Um, it's kind of it's kind of a long story. I'll try to do my best job of condensing it down because Reiko and I have known each other for a long time. We were roommates in college. Back in 2007, we met each other. And back then, we'd just like, you know, do little sketches in the hallways and stuff to try to make people laugh. Years later, after college, like I said, we kind of got into the uh, comedy scene down in Florida, uh, doing stand-up comedy. Ryko went up to New York, um, had some really good success up there. Um, and we were doing d different types of comedy during that time. We were messing around with like sketch comedy um, via, po via podcasts. Um, and we were just started getting into script writing, which is can kind of be a beast because you have to learn script writing format and script writing software. Um, so we spent like a, a few years just kind of messing around with different scripts until eventually we came back to this idea we had years prior, which was a Roman based uh, cartoon. And we're not cartoonists, so it was kind of like crazy to start getting into a cartoon. But we really believed that it was the best medium for it um, to, to bring it to life. Uh, and luckily, we ended up uh, partnering up with a super talented uh, animator, Benjamin Leffler, who's our head animator on the show. Um, but the idea of the Roman, I studied the, I studied abroad in Italy for uh, a semester. And uh, that's what kind of gave me the initial uh, spark of like that ancient world. And after just discussing it with Ryko back and forth of, you know, the mythology that we're both into and kind of geeking out over ancient Rome stuff we were kind of just like, this is a really good idea for a cartoon premise. You see a lot of space stuff or sci-fi, which I love, but this was just a totally different direction in the opposite way that we thought could, we could really get creative with. Well, yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, like when Joe and I had been kicking around screenplay ideas um, originally, Joe had always had the idea, you know, cause um, factually like more animals died in the Roman Colosseum and the ancient gladiator games than men. So, uh, and they imported like elephants and leopards and lions and hyenas and all that stuff. They, they all fought in the Roman Colosseum in actuality. And so Joe was always like, who were these crazy people that went out and captured all these beasts? 
you know, and obviously that was all done through, you know, like Rome's extensive trade network and all that. But we always thought it'd be a funny buddy comedy to have like two kind of like idiots who go out and trap these wild animals. Um, and we wanted to originally do it as like a live action. And then the more we thought about it, the more we we're like, man, like we love South Park. We grew up on South Park. We're huge South Park fans, South Park family guy. Um, we we're like, if we do it as a cartoon, you know, you can just get away with so much more in a cartoon. Um, so we just kind of could Joe called me one night and he was like, Hey, would you like to write an adult, con- like a, an adult cartoon? And I was like, no, I got too much going on with the stand-up stuff. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, actually, that's exactly what I want to do. So I called him back and I was like, let's do it. And then the rest, we just kind of figured out, uh, we started writing scripts. We've probably been through, you know, a million versions of a pilot. Um, we shopped it around, um, uh, obviously like in to like the Hollywood pitch circuit. I ran it by a couple guys I know who has sold some screenplays, uh, to Miramax. We got some feedback on that and it's just been an evolving process until we finally decided to self-fund the pilot. Um, and we found Ben Leffler. Um, and that's just kind of how that all took off. And then the pilot launched last May. So, you know, it's been like five years of work, but really the, the show itself, the content has only been live, um, since last May. Wow. That's, that does sound like an intensive process for sure. However, it, it, the work that you put in, I'll say has definitely come through, uh, in the show, the writing again, for those who are listening is incredibly snappy, um, the humor is very well timed and there's also little if you're familiar with any kind of like mythos with uh you know grecian it's like little stuff's thrown in there too so it's like it's really really cool um and i can tell you guys did you know your homework especially with some of those lines so that's really cool um would you say that was going to be my next question you mentioned family guy in south park would you say a lot of your um humor or uh your like story design was kind of driven by that humor that you grew up watching so well like so the kind of so the the model we do try to write with is like the south park model where it's basically like this happens therefore this happens but this happens therefore that happens so it kind of always keeps the viewer on its toes and like every single scene really should function independently as its own funny sketch so if you watch episode two, actually, um, it's more towards that model. And that's the model that we're going to be writing with, like a little quicker, faster pace than the pilot. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely inspired by like the South Park model in terms of how they write it. South Park, though, however, is like incredibly topical and incredibly satirical. And our show's not that. Um, I would say that our show would be like BoJack Horseman's realism kind of meets Rick and Morty's nonsense. Because we do have, you know, the show itself is about two mythical monster trappers who travel the empire, trapping all these, you know, mythical beasts that fight in the Coliseum. So it does have that Rick and Morty buddy comedy vibe, but it's a little bit more um, realistic in the way that the world itself is presented. And to us, we always were kind of going with like a BoJack feel for that. Yeah. But South Park was definitely big for us um, in terms of just like pure, pure, you know, funny, you know, we try to find the funny in every scene, like Rego said, every scene should be its own standalone sketch. Um, so it's definitely a combination of a few different shows that we've just loved and our, our own comedy journey too. Oh, hi, didn't see you there. Did you know Hypersphere Technologies has created a patented quantum immune technology for protecting your beautiful, beautiful NFT collection? With plans starting as low as $9.95 a month, you're able to future-proof your security by creating shadows of your digital goods, from NFTs to 
personal documents so they're never lost, hacked, or stolen again. Read more about the technology and get your subscription at hypersphere-tech.com. Never lost, always revived. Now back to the program. Um, what, what would you say was uh, like your character inspiration? Uh, you, you did mention, you know, it's like a buddy cop-esque uh, journey. So what, what were the, I guess the, the best way to phrase it, what were the like blueprints for these characters? Are, are they more like you guys or is there something you saw in anything that you were watching um, that you wanted to kind of uh, take and, and expand upon or what are your thoughts on that? I think we, well, we actually draw a lot from the people in our lives, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a ton of like that. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> we have a kind of a friend group from like, like I said, Reiko and I went to college together. So we have a friend group that we, you know, we always give each other a hard time. Um, and Cupid is actually based on our good friend, uh, Mark, who's, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. he's going he's gonna to love this. Yeah, he's going to listen to this and love it. But, you know, kind of that outside of Boston guy who's, hey, you know, like, don't, don't mess with me type of guy. Um, <laughs> so it's like an exaggerated version. And, you know, all the characters are kind of like that in some way, um, because part of the fun that we have when we're just goofing around is doing impressions of our parents or doing impressions of our friends. And that kind of naturally came as the characters. Like, I'd say Professor Centaur is just three different people we know kind of smushed together into, you know, the, the teacher that we always wanted, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is really drawn from, from our lives. Like Emperor Elena is like very much so based off my mother. Um, you know, she kind of has like, you know, like uh, she's very vulgar, has like a dirty mouth, no time for games, uh, you know, like stuff like that. But it's like legitimately funny and just like, ugh, you know, the people around me are absolute fucking idiots, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, it's just a mix of, I think it's a mix of a lot of people in our lives and a lot of our friends and families and just little personality traits that we thought worked well for each other. Um, and then obviously like the voice acting team we have, Joe and I do a lot of the voices, but we do have a voice acting team of anywhere from like five to eight additional professional voice actors, depending on what the script calls for. And we're totally cool. Like they, they've taken these characters and they've really ran with them and they put their own touches on like, you know, Medusa and Amber Elena and, uh, and like Cornelius, obviously, um, who's, who's like our, our lead. Um, they've kind of taken it and run with it and put their own twist on it. And that's what we want. You know, we want like everybody to really kind of have autonomy over these characters. Like, obviously we see them a certain way, but um, as you go back and forth through the creative collaboration process, like everything gets better and better and better. So, you know, like um, with the NFT project, um, which is unethical Cupid's NFT, those are the co-creation tokens, you know, that's what we're going to be doing with our community. So if anybody goes and mints an unethical Cupid, you know, you're going to become part of this collaboration process with us. You know, like that's kind of now what we're going to instill, like the way we worked with our voice actors to collaborate and like create these characters. That's what we're going to be doing with our community of unethical Cupid holders, creating episode ideas and just uh, planning season two, allowing them to voice characters, be drawn into the show. So all that really cool stuff, it's just going to be like one big collaborative effort and, um, you know, try to come together with the community and with our production team to make this thing something like really, really cool, really unique and really special. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And uh, that's one of the things I love about this project in particular is that it, 
it gives the holders, it gives the community members an opportunity to take part and shape something that they'll be able to see, you know, live, not live, but like their uh, imagination. It allows them to use their imagination to see their uh, direction or wherever they're taking, you know, a character, whatever designs they can, you know, put towards a, a vote or work the creative process with you. And then the fact that you've talked about working collaboratively with everyone is awesome. Um, something I want to ask uh, about that a little bit more um, is in this space, I'll, I'll preface the question with this, in this space, a lot of people uh, are not willing to collaborate. Uh, what have, what are the benefits you've seen from uh, having this collaborative attitude and then uh, the, the benefits in your community that you have seen from uh, saying that you want to collaborate and have them uh, be a part of the show? Yeah, well, I think that like um, the coolest thing, the coolest thing about it is it's kind of like you said, like, I think that everybody is creative. I think that a lot of people don't create because they don't see some sort of end goal, you know? So like I, I was saying in a space earlier today, I was like, you know, some people don't pick up a guitar because they're like, well, I'll never be a famous guitarist. And it's like, that that's kind of not the, the approach that, you know, I feel like most people should live their lives with. So something that's really cool is like in our community, we just started, like, we just kind of opened up little writing challenges and stuff like that. So anybody who mints a Cupid can go in and drop us their bio, like for their their particular Cupid. And I swear to God, they're, they're, they've been hilarious. Like they're so funny. And everybody gets to see them and everybody gets to chime in. And it's just kind of like a cool little creative thing that we have going as we kind of like rev up this full-blown collaboration process. Um, and for us, you know, it's, it's an experiment. Like it's not something that, you know, we're, we have a ton of experience in, in terms of collaborating with like a significant group of people. We, to this point, our production team is really small. It's, you know, 10, 15 people. So we're actually really looking forward to getting into kind of like getting our hands dirty and diving into this. Our community character pitch just opened. So if you're a Cupid holder, you can go in and uh, we have like a bunch of different prompts and then everybody's community character pitch will be showcased. And then the community gets to vote on which character gets written into episode four and for the rest of the life of the series. So, you know, it's not just us kind of like coming together with them. It, it really is like we're handing the keys to the kingdom to our holders and really letting them determine like very, very significant portions of this show that honestly, when we first got into this show, you know, like as artists, sometimes you're like, I want to control everything. So it's just been a, a total mindset shift, but it's been liberating and it's been fun. And like, we really can't wait to get going with it. And we think that the end product is going to be tailor-made perfect for our community because it's going to be by the community for the community. So, um, you know, like we get a real-time feedback loop here, which is, never really been done before in traditional media. Like our community gets direct say and they get to say like, we like this, we don't like this. Or, you know, like we love seeing Professor Center and Medusa argue over trivial shit. That's like just an normal relationship. We want more of that. Okay. Then we just go in and drop more of that in. So that stuff is really exciting for us. And we're really looking forward to, to having those conversations and to working with, um, with our holders. And just generally meeting the people who are fans or just generally supporters of the show has been pretty mind blowing because when you do stuff like this, it's not like stand up. You don't get immediate feed feedback. So now with Web3, you are kind of getting immediate feedback. Um, so it's cool to kind of build with them and hear what they say and to just have supporters in general. It's it's they're hilarious, super creative people. And um, you know, it's a small community, but we're growing and it's given us a lot of confidence 
um, that we have something really special on our hands. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I 100% agree. I think that you guys are, are going about it the right way too, um, in terms of having it stay like an intimate group for now, uh, and then allowing the community to, to kind of take it away and you guys help them with those ideas, like by looking at them, having the community vote. That's all really cool stuff. Uh, I remember when I was younger and there was like a Clone Wars uh, TV show. I don't know if you guys watched the Clone Wars as kids. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, they had like a drawn, like three drawn characters, I think. Um, and they let the kids vote for which one they wanted to see like featured on screen. It was like a Jedi character. And I remember like running and being like, I need to vote. I want to see this you know, character. <laughs> and I got to see him on screen and it was like the coolest thing ever. It was like this werewolf character one. And that's what the, the Jedi they showcased on, on the show. And I was like freaking out. And I, I get that same feeling, you know, here 15 years later from whenever that show was on TV or maybe more. Uh, it, it's an exciting thing uh, to, to see happening and to allow people to take part in something that they're actually going to be able to see. And like Joe said, get that feedback, uh, not only on your end, but theirs. They get to see, you know, what they've worked on and, and uh, get to develop with you guys. And that's key and in my opinion of building a a tight-knit community so well done really really well done thank Um, you and you know the the other and you know the other thing too is like it's also cool for us because like so much goes into the creative process it really is so exhaustive like there's so much labor that goes into it it is a labor of love there's a lot of labor that goes into it and now with web3 you know we get to kind of like pull back the curtain and we get to be like hey, here's us doing voiceover. Here's us recording voiceover through Zoom with, um, you know, Anna, who's our lead female uh, in the UK. And we get to show you like the behind the scenes of how the animation comes together and how the rigging works and how clean animation comes together and how sound design works. And all of that stuff is now like, we get to pull the curtain back, you know, and we're going to share all of that stuff with the community. So they get to see like the exact process of this animation. And it's so cool because like, we have so many talented artists that we work with and we are so blessed to have found like an extraordinary animator and like all these extraordinary voice actors and an awesome sound design team. And it's like, we want to showcase everybody's efforts, you know, and we want to show you what they're capable of doing and like how all this stuff works. Um, and like, you know, I think web three is just a space where independent artists and independent talent are finally kind of going to get the notoriety and the due they deserve. And we're excited about that. We're excited to give independent artists and voice actors, a platform and you know like hopefully roads to rome obviously blows up really big but you know also i think for other artists and stuff like perhaps this could be a stepping stone to a hollywood career and we'd be thrilled with that you know we want people to succeed and um you know if our project is a long-term thing for you know a voice actress like anna who's like so supremely talented then like that's kick-ass we want that but if it's a stepping stone to something bigger then like we'll clap and we'll plot her all the way all the way to the you know to an emmy or to whatever comes next so that's what I think is another really cool aspect of web three is um, it's just, we have the ability also it's like obviously help our community and, and help ourselves, but also to help the people that we work with that have put so much time into this that deserve their due. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent. I feel that I feel like web three is uh, like you said, it's, it's allowing these artists their just due. They, they get a platform that they weren't allowed to have, 
previously, or, or at least not without having jumped through a million hoops. Um, but there, there's like an equalizing almost. And, and it's a lot of people that are in the same situation that are kind of trying to grow from, you know, the bottom up. And with that allows a ton, a ton, a ton of collaboration and the, it's space feels like it's one where everyone just wants to see everyone win. Like you said, if you, you are a stepping stone, then, you know, that's perfectly fine. You want to see people succeed. And that's the kind of attitude that uh, needs to be more pervasive in, in the space in general. And like I could tell from even just the few DMS and, and watching like the show and the vibe that you guys give off on uh on Twitter and talking to you guys for a little bit, I can tell that that's what this is really about. It's really about uh, elevating not only yourselves, but other people. And that's super key uh, in this space. And, and because of that, I know you're, you're going to succeed. You know, I hope this lasts for, you know, uh, Simpsons long seasons. I hope this show goes <laughs> yeah, on for, forever. You know, I'll be love watching that. when I'm 60. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. would love that. I mean, it's definitely true. And in terms of like our community and everything, even we're trying to make it a place where people can come in. And if you're like, an, we have some voice actors in there, a couple artists, and we have an area for people to kind of introduce themselves, introduce projects that they're working on, whether it's an NFT project or not, whether it's Web3 or not, and kind of build their project out. Because we've been there and we know how hard it is to, uh, you know, find voice actors or find the right artists, just connecting with people. Um, so we've kind of put this little art district thing in our discord so people can meet and we want other people to be able to create their projects. And we also have a long-term vision for ourselves um, to become a web three uh, comedy incubator. Uh, that's obviously down the line, but we've set ourselves up to be able to prove to our community that, you know, if we do these uh, limited run drops and we're successful, we're going to move on to the next thing and keep producing roads to Rome, but also get to the point where we want to produce your shows too. Um, through the community and, um, you know, put these teams together and, and get good IP going. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's, I believe that's well within your reach um, with the, the attitude and the, the energy that you guys have. Like th there's always going to be wanna, people that want to support you because of your positivity and, um, I, I can see that coming a million miles away. So I'm glad I was able to talk to you before you guys blow up and then, you know, <laughs> and then forget about, it. no, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, it, it's really, it's really cool to have, you know, um, people like yourselves and be able to have conversations with you with, and then not only, you know, you're planning for the now, but it's nice that you guys know that you have a goal for the future. And that goal is to be, uh, a place where artists can come to and you can help produce their work as well. It's, it's fantastic. Um, let's see. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, moving to your YouTube, do you guys want to plug the, the YouTube where people can watch you and. Sure. Sorry, by the way, if you hear snoring, that's my bulldog right next to me. <laughs> Snoring away. So just ignore them. I'm not asleep. Um, yeah, it's youtube.com forward slash roads to Rome. We have episode one and episode two out. We also have a bunch of behind the scenes on there. Everything from our voice actors, us doing voice acting to our artists, 
Um, you can see some speed animation, some speed rigging, some really cool behind the scenes stuff there. Uh, we're also on Rad NFTV. Um, they're an awesome streaming service, awesome Web3 streaming service. Deadheads is on there as well. Um, so you can check them out there. Uh, and that's where we are for now. We have a few other things we're discussing with some other Web3 streaming platforms. So we'll see where it goes. But YouTube awesome. and Rad are the two places right now. Perfect. Fun the TikTok. Fun the TikTok. Oh, TikTok as well. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do really yeah. well on TikTok. Um, the little clips, the little clips people seem to enjoy. So uh, that is Roads to Rome show on all social media. Perfect. And then, um, like you said, Roads to Rome uh, show on Twitter too. Uh, if if you guys aren't following them on Twitter, which I'm sure a lot of the the verge currency community and the voice life and hypersphere uh, communities might not be yet. Let's, let's go ahead and give them a follow on Twitter there too. And, and really uh, watch their stuff and enjoy their little clips are hilarious. If you're not watching them, I don't know what you're doing on Twitter. <laughs> you have, you have Thank plenty you. of time. So yeah. Um, yeah and our, our token is then- unethical Cupid. It's a separate Twitter account. Um, but yeah, you can, you can see it from both really. Um, and we're making yeah, so, now. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, right. so sorry, sorry, to, sorry. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So um, because we we had already had the animated series established before diving into Web3, we did it a little bit non-traditionally, but we think it's going to give us more options down the line. So Roads to Rome Show is the animated series, but the NFT project that supports it, powers it, and gives you the co-creation access and benefits is called Unethical Cupids. So that's just Twitter at Unethical Cupid. Um, and we, like Joe said, we are minting now. Um, it's unethicalcupids.com. And we're, it's just a limited run drop of 1,000 tokens. Uh, it's 0.05 ETH. Um, right now, we have like 210 sales. And the really cool thing is we did everything organically and authentically. So there's not a single one listed. It's been over a week. So, you know, like we're trying to build a community of people who really believe in this project and believe in like the longevity and the sustainability of it and our ability to grow um, you know, the unethical cupids and the roads to Rome series alongside one another. And I just briefly wanted to touch on, um, we did keep them separate because obviously like if we get to the point of this web three animation incubator, which is the goal that would be done under like the unethical cupids brand. And our goal would be to have a, uh, like a governance structure with community voting revenue sharing and the community basically vetting which projects we select and pick up. So it's kind of an interesting approach because we basically have like two major spokes on the wheel, which is like we have the Roadstrom animated series and we have the unethical Cupid's NFT project, but keeping them separate gives us a little bit more flexibility down the line to really grow and scale up from a Web3 perspective through the uh, unethical um, Cupid's brand. So that's why we did that. So it, it is more difficult for us to discuss in a marketing aspect, which has been like kind of the bane of, of our existence here. Um, but we do think it's going to give us a little bit of flexibility down the road that keeping everything under like one IP wouldn't have been able to do. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. So you heard it guys, uh, go ahead and give a follow to both. Uh, you heard the price. It's super low to support these guys. Um, I'm definitely going to get one week after next, maybe a few um, for sure. So I, I, I love Ooh. this and I would love to be a part of it. Uh, long term, I think this is this is fantastic. Um, awesome. Come voice a character you. once you're a holder. You got a, you got a good soothing voice, so oh geez. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh the the flattery, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, 
<laughs> yes. Awesome. That'd be, that'd be so cool. I'd be really cool if I could do that. Um, man, it's funny that you say that. I always tell my wife, I, I entered two voice uh, actor competitions. I, I lost both of them. I don't know how they, they probably didn't listen to my tape, but yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> there was one uh, for what's his name more in a Mar- It was a Marvel video game years and years ago, uh, Marvel ultimate Alliance. And they held like this huge thing and let everybody do a voice for it. And you sent it in. And the guy who won, like, I can't play that game to this day without he- like hearing this and just getting very frustrated. Like he did not, he didn't even do it good. I was like, this doesn't sound right. It's, this is not, this is not it. Wasn't it chief? And then, <laughs> That's uh, and then I think mass effect Andromeda, me and my brother both uh, wanted to do like a reporter's voice. They had a big competition for that, but we, you know, we lost. So maybe this is my shot. This is my hell. Show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I said, it's a smaller community. So a part of that is like people get more chances in all the co-creation we're doing to, to really get on. And our goal is to get everybody on where we can. You know, obviously some people are going to be stronger writers or stronger voice actors. But as long as it's doable and it fits into the show, well, we're, we're going to try to get all of our holders involved in one way or another as they support and participate. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. that's the thing. We're you excited. Yeah, you don't have to be like a professional voice actor. Like we're going to get you on, you know, if you're interacting and you're engaging in the discord and, you know, you're part of the community, like we're going to find a way to get you involved in the show. And uh, that's why, you know, like going with a limited run drop first was um, actually kind of a blessing the way it turned out because it'll allow us to evolve with the community and like learn how to get people, everybody involved before, you know, the community really begins to expand and before we bring on a significant, you know, amount of members so it's it, it's kind of cool it, it's kind of cool keeping it small and i think we're going to learn a lot through it and i think everybody's going to get a chance to participate and then we'll just see what comes next yeah that's that's awesome that and and that's uh going back to what you guys were saying earlier that's super key a lot of people are are talented and they just don't know it you know they they don't understand the everyone has a gift and and one thing or another, you know, and it may shine through in one thing or another, but you giving people the opportunity to do that is to me, that's huge. Um, And I I think that's going to lead to a lot of, a lot of success for sure in this space. You meet a lot of people who are like, I've always wanted to write a script. I've always wanted to do comedy. Well, here's your chance to try, you know, you may be an accountant or a website developer, whatever it is, you know, now's your chance to kind of flex that creative bone and see it come to life. What do you got against the counties? <laughs> <laughs> I hate accountants. No, I'm just <laughs> no, those are all fucking great. Th- Am I allowed to swear on this? Sorry. Yeah, um, you're good. Blowing it in the last few minutes here, man. Um, yeah, I hate accountants. Sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean, no. I don't think anyone likes the accountants. They're going to be. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an accountant listening to this, yeah, don't get saying, triggered. Like, We're know, joking. There's a lot of people who don't get the chance to kind of flex that creative bone in everyday life. So I, this is a great opportunity for that, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, just speaking to my profession, like in, in the medical field, like there's a lot of people. It's funny that sing surprisingly. And it's like, why are you doing, you know, physics behind an MRI scanner? You're like, you sound great. Or you're an artist and you're drawing these amazing pictures like you're, you know, you do all this stuff and you want to do it for real. But you're, you know, you're not not wasting your brain, but it's like you could be doing more, I I should say. 
Yeah, well, you just get caught up in life and it's hard to get into creative things to see it all the way through when you're by yourself. But with a team, obviously, we can bring it to production and that's where the magic happens. So, yeah, yeah we're really looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, um, let's see. Let me just run through the last few questions. If I had one more, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, real quick, going to talk about uh, the sponsors, uh, Hypersphere, uh, protect your NFTs uh, with their quantum immune technology. Um, make sure that you never get hacked again uh, with with uh, Hypersphere subscription. Uh, their patented shadowing technology is fantastic. If you hold NFTs, it's probably something you want to look into. Uh, Voice Life Technology is looking to uh, incorporate wireless charging to all our devices. So um, check out their FNFT drop, their fractional NFT. You get a piece of the pie in terms of their um, in terms of their patents. So I th- think it's 20 years, I believe. So you get 20 years of uh, residual income from holding one of the patents. And then uh, Verge Currency is one of the oldest cryptos in the game. Um, large community, community built, community driven. So, uh, yeah, check those out. Uh, and thank you to, to those guys for helping host everything today. Appreciate it. And appreciate your guys' time for sure. I mean. Absolutely. We really appreciate you having us on. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I definitely want to have you guys on again. Um and maybe we can uh, get uh, another uh, person on that I'm thinking about. That'd be really cool for you guys to meet, try and keep it a surprise, see if I can get them on. And then I think a meeting of the minds and having you guys talk, I'll, I'll just be a listener in that case would be fantastic. So sometime in the future, we we'll might have a surprise guest for you guys to talk to about awesome. this and, and push some stuff forward a little more. Absolutely. Awesome. We're on board. We're on board and we definitely look forward to it. And a good tease. Nothing beats a good tease. Yes. Absolutely. One-on-one. I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Gotta save some, gotta save something for the next time. <laughs>